What's that smell? Dookie. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. His my name is Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh, my God. Mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War game! You are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like, like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, jinx! Holy shit! How did that actually happen? Here we go. At this point, you may be asking yourself, why am I holding this 30-pound cinder block in my hands? You might also be asking yourself, why does this cinder block have a long piece of string tied to it? And finally, why is the other end of this string tied securely to your penis? Well, that's because that's how initiation is done here on the Top of Wrestling Podcast. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. We bring you top wrestling moments and top movie quotes. I am the professor, Mark Fantasia, welcoming you back to another episode here. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Easily the slowest I've ever done that. And we appreciate it when you do subscribe, like, and share. Actually had a good amount of conversations with some people last week off of the top 50 slash 100 tag teams of all time. We know it definitely wasn't the new day. But last week, speaking of, we did have our movie of the week, which was, if you figured it out, it was Groundhog Day. Then put your little hand in mine. I love that you get to hear Sonny and Cher just over and over in that movie. It's just phenomenal. But not going to dive in too much, as we always say, because I I can't do this show alone. Ladies and gentlemen, ODM. Professor, do you trust that I do not want to see you die here tonight? Sir, yes, sir. Professor, you're my boy. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I debated. It, it, I kind of bounced off pretty quick, and that was not even a timed or planned one. That yeah, worked out great. Yeah, now I feel it. like I want to be like, I close my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <coughs> oh, this was such a good movie, and it's funny because I'll just say that you know, you know, that was that came out in like two thousand two ish. Maybe we'll, we'll go ahead and give that three. Okay, yep. is a little you know hint or whatever, but. 
the opening scene at the airport when he gets in the cab. You can't say that kind of stuff in 2021, <laughs> but there's a lot of one. funny. That's I'm like, oh, that's off. That's off limits. That's not one we're gonna be able to do. Good tune uh, though. Easily. It opens with. What's that? Good tune. It opens. With. Oh, it does. Absolutely. I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> you know that's the director. I know. That's the best part. He's also in uh, the Hangover movies. Do you ever see the Hangover, oh, okay. the first original one? Yeah. When they're all heading up to the roof, there's a guy that's like going down to chicken in an elevator, and he goes, "Up, oh, we're going up." That's right. Yeah. That's him, and he's yeah. in that one too. Yeah. But I just love. He's like, "I'm here for the gangbang." <laughs> I want you to be honest and tell me this is the first time. Well, do you want me to be honest or tell you it's the first time? <laughs> okay. Uh, we had a very eventful week from the moment that we recorded our podcast on Monday last week. Obviously, it drops on Wednesdays as it does each and every week. But Tuesday night was NXT. We'll get there in a moment. Dynamite had a no pun intended, but no pun intended, a pretty dynamite show. Very good uh, show, but. You had Impact Slammiversary on Saturday night, and on Sunday night we had WWE's first real live event since WrestleMania 37. First but live everybody pay-per-view. was not pay per view. Yes, I'm sorry, but not uh, <laughs> as socially distanced as they were at WrestleMania. So it was a very big packed crowd. Yep. So let's run down some things. I do want to go in order. I texted you in the form of Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day <laughs> when I saw that Karrion Cross choked out Samoa Joe yeah. after beating Johnny Gargan- uh, Gargano. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Right. Woo! Baby, are we heading into SummerSlam weekend and we're going to get Cross and Joe? There's talk of Cross going up. You wouldn't put Joe there for just a couple of weeks and... You know, he's there. If he's, oh my God, he choked him out. He choked him out. Joe's the the one that chokes people out. Yep, I think the next month of promos from Samoa Joe is going to be fucking save him. Remember him. Yes. I think you're going to see his I'm excited about that. So then on Dynamite, which would have been, what, Wednesday night um, or whatever night they aired it this week. Correcto couple of things have progressed. First, I think at All Out, we are going to be finally getting the a great one-on-one match between Kenny Omega and Adam Page for the AEW world title. Why I say that is right now, it's the whole storyline of you don't deserve it, and now they're going to have a five-on-five match elimination style brought on by Kenny Omega, if they win, if uh, Dark Order wins, that is, Paige gets his shot. I'm excited about it. I think it's just, I mean, the crowd is obviously 100% behind him with cowboy shit, everything going on. But to add to that, this past Saturday night, we had Slammiversary, and Kenny 50 Belt is he retained over Sammy Callahan. 
did you get to watch that pay-per-view? I did not, but when I woke up the next morning, I saw one, I'd say the most interesting piece of news from that event. Was it the post-match? The post-match, yeah. We had a little We'll get visitor. there in, in one moment. We sure did. But at this event, Good Brothers, they became Impact uh, Tag Team Champions again. But also, Deanna Perrazzo. 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 Okay. She was scheduled to face a mystery opponent. Out comes Thunder Rosa. And I, I literally put my arms in the air and I go, oh, oh shit. Look, at she's been in AEW, NWA, and now Impact. If you guys aren't seeing the formation of all these companies, they are very strongly coming together at the right time. Now, Deanna retains over Thunder Rosa. Very good match. And then Hardcore Country, Mickey James comes out. She says to Deanna, I respect you in everything that you do, and we want to offer you a spot in the tournament for the new NWA women's championship and all that stuff or whatever is going on. She's like, we want to offer you a spot. Deanna goes, you can't even let me have this moment right here. And acts all heel says, why don't you grab your trash bag and get out of my ring? And I go, Oh, Oh, Oh my God. I go, she referenced the trash bag. Oh, so awesome. And what does hardcore country do? Bam, super kick right to her head. Um, It was awesome just to see it. And they also have a promo for Bound for Glory, and they show you four promotions that's going to be for Bound for Glory. The promotions are Impact, AEW, AAA, and New Japan. Why do we get there? Well, because at the end of the night, Kenny Omega does retain over Sammy Callahan. And at the end, while the Good Brothers and everybody's in the ring all celebrating, Jay White comes to the ring with the Never Open Weight Championship on his shoulder. They've only faced once before. And you know, they know their Bullet Club together, but they faced once before. And it's when Jay defeated Kenny for the U.S. Championship. Omega has since put out a tweet saying something to the effect of that was a one-time thing that's not going to happen again but let me tell you odm when jay white came out i'm like he's the give or take the leader of bullet club i think with what's going on in that crew and good brothers and omega were in the ring i go oh my god oh my god please gorillas of destiny right now please bring them out please bring them and they didn't i was so pissed off i was hoping because i was like that would be i'm like i'll cream my pants right here no problem 100 if this shit happens uh but either way jay white showing up again that's all heading towards bound for glory four promotions you can't tell me this isn't the best kind of stuff going on right now and Oh, go ahead, please. I want to hear your take on all of this. No, just, I was just going to say. This is beautiful. The, uh, the possibilities are limitless, really. Yep. Um, there is also a rumor. Uh, I, I guess you could take it with a grain of salt or not call it a rumor because it's from Meltzer. Uh, and, you know, he's tight with AEW, but he's already said that in September they are going to debut somebody huge. Like it's going to be. And huge. I've heard that it's – I've gotten some rumors of my uh, on my own end that I've seen, and it's like, 
The biggest name that I keep seeing is Daniel Bryan. Right. Or Bryan Danielson. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it, so yeah. I most mean, what, like I don't think it's going to happen. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they're going to debut somebody. I'm just interested to see who it's going to be. I mean, it could be Okada for all you know. I mean, nobody says that that person has to stay in that promotion. But yeah. See, this is Same what I'm saying. Going to debut and work with the promotion. you can you can fantasy book the hell out of this. I mean, it's that's pretty much what this is. Like we've talked about Jay White coming over and. You know, that's massive. I mean, and you do have that Bullet Club history, and, you know, there's a lot of roots of, in that in AEW. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of shit that can happen here. I have personally been very uh, negative when it came to AEW booking and a lot of the stuff as of recent. And I have to remember, everybody was kind of just buying time and filling a void because of the pandemic. And I don't think I'd give that enough credit. You know what I mean? Like you really have to think about that and you don't want to waste some of your best shit until you actually have a crowd. Now that all these promotions are having crowds with them. Oh my God. It's really good stuff happening right now. I'm actually excited and money in the bank. Surprisingly the next night, didn't really disappoint too much either. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm going to be Ned and Ryer, so it's not even our movie, but am <laughs> I right or am I right? Or am I right? What am I right about, ODM? What happened at Money in the Bank? Nikki Ash, uh, almost a superhero, right? That's what it stands for, Nikki Ash. Uh, one, oh, one. almost? I thought it was just a superhero. I yeah. don't even know. I was yeah. like, that's so stupid. Just it, give her a goddamn name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that girl. Uh, she won money in the bank. So, yeah, you nailed it. Surprising. I, I just, I don't, I'm still not digging the superhero thing. I like Nikki Cross, but I don't like the superhero gimmick. No, and it's funny because for the other contestants that were in there, I was like, now I could almost see Alexa Bliss winning this. And I'm like, and that would be kind of fun for her character. But they went with Nikki, which could, again, I told you, they, the only reason I said it is they're going to save something big for her because you're going to do it in front of the crowd. Crowd popped. Crowd popped even louder when Big E, and I'm going to say it, Langston, whatever you want to call him, man. I, that dude had, I have, generally when someone wins a title, 95% of the women cry for some fucking reason every time and every guy you know they're like yeah i'm into it or any other thing you know what i mean like they're they're there right big e's giant face like giant giant uh smiling face reaction <laughs> was just so cool man like honestly it was well deserved and i will give nightwing credit he threw out a very cool storyline idea before the pay-per-view started and he said you know what maybe biggie wins and then for some weird reason kofi wins the uh the title from lashley and then a cash in well lashley and kofi happened before the ladder match so that one didn't happen and that was a squash yep um it was very quick should have been i think Yes, I'm okay with it because I, I'm okay with making Bobby look very dominant, but I'm like, uh, I'm a Kofi Mark, so I have to stop. That's I'll yeah, stop right there. Fair enough. <laughs> um, Styles and almost retain their titles, but the Usos 
We just talked about one getting arrested last week. Who says DUIs don't pay? <laughs> the they they are now what seven time yep. tag team champions I think yep and it's cool I'm okay with it because now the bloodline has all the blue belts title, all the all the belts yeah blue bloodlines <gasps> blue bloods blue oh bloods. shit yeah. wow anyway uh but Reigns retain Reigns retains over Edge in the main event and. I, I had some moments where I thought Edge was gonna win, a couple of them. Like, <laughs> right. where, like that's the you idea know. you want. Yeah, yes, you have to be able to believe. But there's been rumors and rumors and rumors of Big E turning heel, right? So I was like, well, what if Edge just wins for five minutes and then Big E comes in? I think Big E is probably most likely gonna get a face championship win because the crowd's gonna pop when he wins you can't have him be healed even if he turns on your best guy that everybody loves they're still gonna cheer him winning the title if that goes but i actually said this to a couple of friends this is probably gonna be the most waited for or watched cash in or when his when is he gonna do it in a very long time that people actually give a shit about this is like in a very long time. Corbin, you're like, <laughs> I don't care. Last year, everything with Otis and all that shit and the, the, oh, yeah, let's not even go there. Yeah, let's not. Uh, something else interesting happened at this pay-per-view. Uh, Drew McIntyre got booed pretty noticeably. Well, because there's the stipulation, you can't now face Lashley. But what if he wins the money in the bank? And people are like, oh, my God, you've done enough with him this year. And who takes him out of the match? Former 3MB member Jinder Mahal. Mahal. I go, oh, my God. I go, you better bring Heath in for this. Make me happy. That would be awesome. Just make it for some reason. I don't give a shit if it's both Jinder and and Heath versus Drew. But, no, he didn't win, uh, thankfully. Uh, not really. Oh, so before I get to the biggest part, but Rhea Ripley taps to Charlotte Flair. I don't get it. I didn't, I, I didn't see the tap coming. I would have been more okay with a cheated win in Makes another way with the tap. <laughs> Once it touches your lips, it's, it's just so good. I told my wife I wasn't drinking the night. <laughs> You know, I, uh, I I did tell my wife, you know, I'm not going to drink tonight. You know, we're actually going to have a pretty nice little Saturday tomorrow. We're going to go to Home Depot, buy some wallpaper, maybe some flooring, stuff like that. You know, maybe Bed Bath Beyond. I, I don't know if there's going to be enough time. Oh, man. I give you a, lo- a lob, you know, for a nice little volley. You go for a home run. I like that. <laughs> so, Charlotte Flair in the middle of the match, or pretty much like the beginning... The crowd starts chanting, we want Becky. Now, Becky put uh, an Instagram post out early in the day, or a Twitter, whatever the fuck. I don't know. I'm old. She on her MySpace, I think. And she put a picture of herself in front of the arena. So, people are starting to wonder. I myself saw it, and I go, why wouldn't she be there? Her husband's in a match. Mm -hmm. He's in a pretty big match the the money in the bank ladder match 
did a great spot, by the way, where he threw Kevin Owens through a, a that ladder. Nasty. It was, that looked nasty. Oh my I God. saw it. Yeah. I, for a moment, I actually thought Kevin Owens was going to win. I kind of started to mark out a little bit. I was okay with whoever was really going to win in the match. I wouldn't have minded Ricochet for for anybody. You know, anybody would have been fine, other than Seth Rollins. That was yeah. my whole theory on it. Before we get there, the Charlotte Ripley match. Crowd starts chanting, "We want Becky." What does Charlotte do? She flips the crowd off. But what does WWE do? They go up, oh, fade to black. They just went black. They didn't even show the crowd. It was like. I don't know. It was the weirdest censorship. And I'm like, it's a network, man. Like, people, mm, you're not even like, it's not like live TV. And dare I remind you how often you guys thought it was cool that Stone Cold not did one but two birds every time he was in the ring? I didn't, it was weird that they did that. However, I wouldn't mind seeing heading into SummerSlam, Charlotte and Becky. I think that could be where we're heading to it because she didn't lose her title. She had to give it up for, you know, having her kid, um, which is still a fun moment. I always like that. Oh, Oscar yeah. didn't know about it. I love yeah. that. She goes, oh, really? I, I fucking loved Asuka. Cel- like, just her celebrating first. She's like, I'm the champion. And then she said the mother. She's like, really? <laughs> but um, so in between this match and the men's Money in the Bank match, the Bacat Network went fucking awry, and everybody was pissed off. Even Meltzer. And some, oh, everybody, everybody, Meltzer, that boy, everybody <laughs> had some shit to say. And it's funny because uh, someone wrote, this was the funniest moment of the night. I saw on one part on Facebook today, and it was a picture of Riddle, uh, Rick Booger, and Shinsuke Nakamura. And it's funny because oh, the person goes, this is one of the funniest moments of the night. Everybody commented, how the fuck could you tell? No one knew. Like, that's the exact moment that it just kept freezing. Me, I was like, god damn internet here at this campground, motherfucker. So I'm trying to reboot shit. Come to find out everybody's having the problem because then you message and everybody's like, yo, this is all having, we're all having issues on Peacock. And yeah, so we all figured it out that it was WWE actually put out a statement that they didn't really know about it. It was more of Peacock's streaming issues. And what's great about it is that Peacock, some people were tweeting and being like, this is great. I can't even rewind to see what I missed because that's how your your system works. I hate that. And they, and they were like, we're sorry. We have fixed it, though. And it's like, no, motherfucker. Like, back in the day, if you lost even five minutes of a pay-per-view, cable companies are like, hey, man, here, here's your money back. That's fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, But Peacock's like, no, you guys can fuck yourself. Not even like a discount or anything at all. That's uh, that's some shady shit. But in the main event, as I said, Roman Reigns retains. All right. I did it. I did it. My name isn't Professor Mark Fantasia. God damn it. If I didn't mark when John Cena came out. Looking like his own dad, by the way, with his long hair. I don't know what that was all about. Like, I was like, oh, John Cena Sr. Um, 
but I fucking marked. As soon as I heard the music, I was like, something's got to happen. Because Roman was kind of walking the ring for a second. I'm like, all right, what's happening? What's happening? And then as soon as the music hit, I got another moment where I threw my arms in the air. I go, oh, shit. I was like, that's kind of impressive. All right. So, yeah, John Cena is probably going to be fighting Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Do you want to talk about the other match that's rumored? It could be ha- it, while we're recording right now, while Raw's going. I don't know. It could be happening. I don't know. But do you want to talk about the other rumored match that makes me want to punch myself in my own eyes so I don't have to watch it? <sighs> if I guess if I have to. Uh, our favorite part-timer's name has been making the rounds. He's actually, I believe, going to be on Raw tonight or as of this recording anyway. So a couple days ago, if you're listening. But Goldberg's back, and the rumor is he's going to be... Goldberg. Yeah, I'd rather have Gilberg, to be quite honest with you. Oh, that'd be a great... (laughs) I would get behind him versus Lashley at at WrestleMania. Or at WrestleMania, I'm sorry, SummerSlam. But yes, that's the rumor, is Goldberg versus Lashley. I I don't want to see it. I hope we don't get it. I don't know why they're still letting him do this. Goldberg is blue. Just ring the bell, you fucking pansy. (laughs) (laughs) We won't be singing Dust in the Wind for him when he dies, though. Damn it. Goldberg is old. That's what people do. They die. (laughs) I do like the uh, getting married. Don't do it. I'm sorry. It's a great ceremony. I don't want to see Goldberg at all for SummerSlam. No. The other rumored match I'm okay with, Edge and and Seth Rollins. I think Mm -hmm. that Edge himself probably had a, kind of like remember when Cody went on uh, his indie circuit list and he wanted to to go through certain guys and wrestle. I think Edge, when he came back, he's like, I'd like to work with this guy, this guy, this guy. Why not work with Seth Rollins? He has that, character that voice that everything that you want to hate anyway putting him against edge yeah i'm all for it i think it's great so i'm down for that and he got involved heavily uh at the end of the reigns edge match other than that i'm not really sure if anything else has really been rumored other than rk bro versus the tag champs for aj and almost but i just don't want to see oldberg man that's it fuck it you know what i mean like I could make a fuck the Oldberg uh, bumper, you know, instead of fuck the Bucks. I mean, it's fuck the Oldberg. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you might as well. But let me ask you, the biggest moment of the week comes from Dynamite. Darby Allen not only beats Ethan Page in the coffin match, he then does a coffin death drop off the top rope on top of the wooden coffin on top of where Ethan Page was. Now, you could tell Ethan kind of put himself to one side and kind of curled up a little bit, but that was all wood. He didn't even set himself up on the rope for half, like more than a second. He got to the top and went, here we go, just like bombs away and landed dead on. Dude, I... A, can't wait for the day that Darby wins the world title. God, I'm going to love it. Like, I'm probably going to mark out like a little girl. But what's 
worrisome is I'm like, is he going to get there? Because, yeah. like, yo, they just threw him down concrete steps a couple weeks back. Now he's throwing himself willy-nilly into plywood. I don't care how rigged that whole setup could or could not have been. It That was a that was a hard drop. I don't know. Yeah. Ended Shawn Michaels' like career, some, almost. Sort of. Right? It's like he, it's like, for real, like, he went to, like, a... Uh, Psychic, they're like, you're going to die at 45. All right, cool. I'm just fucking throwing caution <laughs> to the wind. Here we go. <laughs> like, he just doesn't care. Oh, man. Well, one of my favorite things to do each week, like you have brought up and like I have brought up, is bring up a topic, something that may be stewing on our minds at the time that we like to... Just bring it, bitch! The more that we get into the Monday Night Wars, which we're going to get to, I find myself just wondering, what is it about back in the day that made you like talent as opposed to now you see you see guys, you see them for a couple of weeks, you're like, yeah, I'm over them. Because you've seen some of the very best that they can do every week, like on NXT, each match will go 20 minutes and they're doing they're bringing all their arsenal and some amazing moves what happened to four to five minute matches what happened to jobbers what happened to hiring people that are strictly jobbers barry horowitz for an example didn't even get a window 19 fucking 95 um you have oh god that's where i just blanked right there thinking of anybody else right now norman smiley norman smiley the brooklyn brawler Brooklyn Brawler. That my point is, is that even the Jeff and Matt Hardy, before they were anything at all, they were jobbers. You guys have to enhance your talent. Those are called enhancement matches for a reason. And nobody's doing it. And it's a sad thing because maybe that's why. I mean, like every week on Raw, do I need to watch all five matches are going to go two to three segments, two minimum, three if it's a, a big quality-ish kind of match. And it's going to be the same song and dance over and over. I want to see Seth Rollins walk in, look like he's going to shake someone in the hand, kick him in the gut, curb stomp him, 15-second win on Raw. I want to see that. I want to see you building up talent. I don't want to keep seeing... Again, Rollins versus Kevin Owens over and over because, well, we just have to make a match tonight. We have to put some talent out there because we want the crowds to be happy. No, man, because now I've seen it 75 times. Now when you put it at a pay-per-view, I don't care what's on the line. I'm numb to it. You need to build guys up and have them not touch each other until these pay-per-views or big uh, matches sometimes even if it was like uh kind of like when they did Jericho and Jungle Boy the the five minute right uh, challenge or whatever it was right you built towards that that's cool it, but you have to build the talent first you can't just have everybody in a very competitive match it's like everybody's on 100 in 2k if you really want to think about it so that's my personal thought and what I wanted to bring to the table this week is I kind of miss jobbers i miss guys that are there to strictly enhance the talent i think you guys need to stop bringing people into the performance center to create new stars you need to worry about the stars you have 
everywhere, all around, all promotions. No one's really doing jobbers. You need to get back to that formula because it's what's going to build your talent and not get stale and not get us bored within 10 minutes of watching each Raw each week. (sighs) All right. I'm going to get a chicken nugget. Go ahead. What do you got going? Well, I have something very important to bring to the table. True love is hard to find. Sometimes you think you have true love, and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego, and a couple of nude people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded like goddamn magic show ready to double-team your girlfriend. (laughs) Well, I think what he's trying to say is (laughs) true love is is blind. <laughs> you know what the best part is? That's a chick uh, from Grey's Anatomy that's in there. Do you know that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The lead girl. I, 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 she's I the one that's in Grey's Anatomy. I know yes. you don't watch Grey's Anatomy. Yes. I like your blow-up no. doll there. Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was wondering if you wanted to uh, go out this week, maybe get some frozen yogurt uh Maybe a whole meal of food, if that would be okay. God damn it. <laughs> like the 17 voicemails. Wait, is that really what you brought to the table this week? Oh, your, yeah. your thought of love? Yeah. That's it? Listen. Uh, All right. K- kayfabe, pal. Uh, I- I've criminally uh, neglected this week's notes. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in, in ODM's life. Uh, you know, applying for a new job, brothers in town. Lots of yeah, other that shit going on. Penis reduction, you What's know, it? you know <laughs> that penis. Re- you're a tripod at all times. I get it. Life See this? Tough. It's a tranquilizer <laughs> gun. If any of these little fuckers decide to freak out on the kids, I get to take them down. Ain't that right? Huh? What? That's what I thought. Shut up. <laughs> you're you're crazy. I like you, but you're crazy. I'm gonna go lay down. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I heard he kicks him back into the pool. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks him after he lives. <laughs> yo, yo, you don't remember this? That dude's kid's brother. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. Yo. Yeah, remember we locked you into a locker? I got out. Oh, yeah. cool, bro. In a dumpster. Did, did we dumpster. lock you in a dumpster? I got out. That, that's cool, man. <laughs> So what 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 kind of band you get? Like a student band? Yeah, I got a student alt rock band. Alt rock band. <laughs> Snoop, Snoop a loop. Snoop a loop. That's cool, man. Bring your green hat. All right, subway's well, open. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Oh yeah, everybody's doing. It. Get in the car. Okay. It's kind of loud. I took the restrictor plate off, so, uh, you know, let's keep it on the down low. <laughs> you want a little bit of movie trivia, which I think is hilarious? So, you know who uh, one of the wives is, right? She's the wife from King of Queens. Leah Remy or whatever, yeah. Yep. And she was big into Scientology, mm-hmm. probably you at know, that time, she was also She was also on Saved by the Bell as uh, oh, Stacey Carosi back in the day. I remember that. I remember the beach that. Beach days. Yeah. Yep. Um, she is not in the infamous scene with Andy Dick. We're hungry like the wolf plays. Where they take the class. So everybody's at that party but she's her. She's not there. But then she's in the car. Wow. I don't know that for a fact. It's just it's a correlation. It would make sense. That's right? kind of interesting. Well, I'll tell you what. Because, I mean, that's the one you would want to see taking the class, really. Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> I, there's, oh my god, I don't even know where to go from there. Mm. Leah Remy, she's she's good shit. Oh, you know what else? Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Eh? It's Nightwing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing. I got a good shit for you this week. First of all, I just want to go ahead and uh, get the bad news out of the way. Quinn McKay of Ring of Honor is off the market, guys. I know, she was my eye candy to watch that show every now and then, even though she doesn't do a lot in Ring and she is transitioning to it. But she is engaged and I want to wish her well. I know everybody here at this podcast wants to wish her well. But she's off the market, so, you know, she you, we can't get it no more. The next thing I want to talk to you guys about is ring music. Now, this isn't nothing new. There's been complaints since CFOs left or even with back in the Jim Johnston eras. But pretty much everybody associated with this podcast is a musician. And I like to talk about the music every now and then just because, hey, it gets us pumped. It gets us excited. Now, you know, Roman Reigns has had that new theme with, with his uh, head of the table gimmick. And I love it. I absolutely love it. That that gets some some old feels. You know, it's not like Stone Cold's Glass Break or the electricity from The Rock or you know or the the gong from The Undertaker. It's not as distinct as that. It could be. It definitely potentially could be. But I just wanted to say like I'm I'm loving some of these new ring um, themes that are coming out. And I gotta ask the big question though: How many themes has Seth Rollins had? I mean. I swear, Randy Orton has had the same theme for like 15 years, but Seth Rollins gets a new theme every 9 to 12 months, I swear. So, anyway, that's all I wanted to talk about this week. Y'all have a great one. Speaking of you singing the song, Hungry Like a Wolf, <laughs> hey guys, want to let y'all know, she is off the market. She... <laughs> She is no longer around, everyone. I just want you all to know. I don't even know the fuck she was talking or he's talking about. Do you, I've never heard of her, to be honest. With you. I think she's in Ring of Honor, I think you said. but I. Sorry, Nightwing. I don't know who she is. But, no. Let's talk serious here. Let's talk about entrance music. It's nothing like it used to be, man. And, and it's sounding more and more generic I feel like every day. I, 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 what, what is your take on entrance music nowadays? I mean, I, I feel like everybody had very significant music. Now everybody, like, when it starts going, din, 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 I'm like, it could be fucking anybody right now. It could be, like, a guy. It could be a girl. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny because back in the day, uh, you know, looking at the Monday Night Wars, WCW, a lot of even their big talent didn't really have the greatest music. And it also was very generic and sounded the same. You know, Jim Johnson in a WWF obviously, you know, made a lot of very unique music that stood out. Uh, but AEW, basically, Tony Conscious buying music and just using that. So that's kind of lame. Um, you know, Omega sounds exactly like you think it would. Uh, the Bucks went out and had somebody do a song for them. Uh, so, I mean, I guess it, it's cool in that respect because in that environment you can kind of just express yourself. I wish there would be more original music instead of covers. WWF, there's some standards, um, but they typically get ruined, right? And, and, and that's the thing. Like, Aleister Black, his music was dope. 
But when he got up to the main roster and they did that little, you know, kick up thing, they added the creaking noise. Ricochet, they added the sound of a ricocheting bullet. Drew McIntyre, they do the whole sword noises thing. They ruined these songs that were really good, right? Keith Lee moves up. He couldn't use his NXT theme. Um, so, yeah, I wish there was more of an investment with the wrestler. You know, now they may just say, I don't give a fuck. Just write something for me that sounds cool, right? But, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, yeah, it, 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 it's, you're right. It's too, yeah, Generic. I don't know. It sounds like, it sounds like the shit they give you in 2K. The extra like Brock Lesnar, I like, but you're right. That just sounds like, just, you know. Well, but he's had it forever, so I'm okay with it. John Cena's right. had his forever. Right. You know, it's kind of like Bret Hart. The yeah. Like, you hear the, the, the guitar. The guitar, riff. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, you have to have something that's memorable. You know what I mean? Like, not too many of them are really that memorable. Seth Rollins, I'll give you a little bit. Like, it was kind of a big thing with the burn it down the and old stuff. One, yeah. But, yeah, but it's, I don't know. I, I, I totally think they need to make it more to the person you know what i mean like my favorite one you can look but you can't touch oh god you keep dreaming on the stars above. you know it works because i hate that song and i hate them too so kind of works i hate you too all right, all right. well all right <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna tell you right now it's my favorite part of the week because we always get to take our trip in the delorean and when we get back I'm going to teach you a little thing that I like to call Crouching Tiger Hidden Penis. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Are we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. You want a war? You're going to get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! We got you! songs i'm doing lady by sticks and yep. of course this one right here is a great favorite the total eclipse of the heart <laughs> every time you turn around i see the fucking look in your like eyes they're just dancing they're like what, what did he just say <laughs> oh man we're going streaking all right it is officially we went past uh a couple of weeks ago we had Bash the Beach. We are going to be approaching international incident very soon for Raw or WWE. But this week, right now, we do have it is uh, officially July twenty second. Rundown. We also have inter. Well, we got international incident this week too. That is true. Yes. Yeah, it, it is was, this week. Yes. Yeah, we're coming up on coming up on 
hog wild for That's WCW. Yes. Take it away. These pay per views are too fucking frequent. I know, man. man. There's a lot going on. I've watched it all. You know what's funny? So I had to watch a lot in advance, and I have to go back on something. Last week I was listening, and I remember what I said, and I go, "This is my favorite, one of my favorite uh, moments ever." I was trying to figure out what it was. It's next week. No, it's not I this week. A couple of weeks in advance. Uh, That's why I'm like, I think international incident happened. I don't know. Um, so yes, um, but it is next week. I promise you. Nitro next week. Favorite fucking thing of all time. I think that WCW ever did. We'll get to it. But let's talk this week. What happened? All right. All right we'll start July 21st, 1996. International incident in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, the fans are going to get involved in this one a few times. Uh, free for all. Uh, that was the. It was supposed to be a match between Lothario and Cornette. Uh, Vader ends up coming in, HBK makes the save, uh, you know, Lothario cracks Cornette and naturally he goes back and says he pulled a knife on him because that's been the shtick the whole time. So, uh, we get our first match is Smoking Guns with Sonny vs. Body Donnas in a non-title match. Uh, they go to the Body Donnas in the back before their entrance and they basically got rid of Cloudy, thank God. Uh, Cloudy helped show them they didn't need a manager. A man, a jerk. Oh, God. can we edit that out? Do we need to? <laughs> Come on. They were. N- uh, Jesus. Never mind. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> we're live, pal. Every time uh, I at one point, I, I, we're live, pal. You know what we never really reference? We always think about the the time that Sid with it. You know, let's start over our live, pal. One of my favorite things ever in. I hate to do it because of just where he's at in life nowadays, but Lex Luger, when he's like, what is it, the, the super, slow, uh, super Showdown, the Super Saturday Showdown? What is it? I don't even know! And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, that was that's a real, we're live, pal. So, all right, go ahead. Yeah, that was a bad <laughs> one. Yeah, uh, so I, I'm guessing in reference to Sonny, it seemed like the crowd was chanting Buns of Steel. Hmm. That was a hoot. A hoot? Uh, <laughs> that was a hoot. Yo, how fucking old are you? That you just said that was a hoot. <laughs> they were referencing her butt, and I was like, that's a hoot. <laughs> uh, Jake Roberts is unable to compete tonight. He's got the rib injuries. Uh, I like that <laughs> JR, no. JR calls Sonny a Jezebel. You get to hear Jim Ross say Jezebel. I mean, that's a he's, win right there. I, he's brought that in and out throughout the years. Damn Jezebel! I'm pretty sure he calls Stephanie McMahon a Jezebel down the road. Oh, I'm sure. Do you think I'm I like sure. avoiding my wife and uh, kids every day and hanging out with 19-year-old girls? 19-year-old Jezebels? My personal opinion is he has a hoot when he says that. Uh, hoot that King means. brings up... <laughs> uh, in talking about Sonny, King uh, brings up the, the lead singer from The Cars and how he married the, you know, the yep. model. Said it gives ugly men the idea they can get with pretty women. <laughs> Thought that was special. It's a good moment. There was... <laughs> 
I'm just gonna. Yeah. You know uh, what? In there case was a bad broken to my spot. Wife, why don't you give me your number? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that worked out for him. Weren't they doing nitrous? I feel like they were doing nitrous when they were so. in that scene. Yeah, but that's. I just love that. And he's like, yeah. I'm married, but look, if yeah. anything ever happens to my wife, why don't you give me your number and I can give you a call? <laughs> Yikes. I blacked There's out. There's a really. <laughs> oh, nothing. We're just talking about international. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Wait. Dude, oh, I thought you blacked out. Due to recent studies, international incident I had a match with. Blah, 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 blah. What just happened? I blacked out. I've got. I, I, I'm not gonna it. lie though. Uh, it's great that it's James Corvell. And he goes, "Oh hell yeah!" I think I'm gonna take it from here, Jimmy. <laughs> All right, let's talk international incident. Let me just say this though: yeah, I right. am extremely uh, upset that Jose Lothario did not use a super kick i thought well, i'm like what better time for him to do one break a hip might have been a tall order <laughs> might have been a tall order at that time uh yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> pillman they, they announced uh, brian pillman being on the superstar line tonight and uh jr says uh yeah he's a volatile option at number eight so dial number eight. Always for eight. That was What's hilarious. one through seven? I yeah. need to know what one through seven is because it's always option eight. <laughs> number one. Number two, if there was a call I would ever have wanted to pay for, that was probably one, man. That was... If I ever said on this podcast, yeah. I don't know if I've ever done it because I've talked about it before in life, but did I ever bring up in this podcast that I got in trouble for calling one of their one nine hundred nines when I was a kid? I don't think so. I didn't think my parents were going to find out. But apparently that shit shows yeah. up on well, your... They do say ask for your parents' well, permission. they did say that, and I was like, well, how are they going to ask them or not? <laughs> and apparently the fucking hotline's a goddamn tattletale. And it's like, you owe us money. <laughs> <laughs> That's typically what they do. What was the damage? Do you remember? Only one minute because... Once I heard them say something like that, they're like, you're being charged right now. I was like, oh, my God. And I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, this is bad. This is really, really, really bad. They didn't need a credit card back in the day, man. They just needed your phone number to come through. Yep, Bastards. pretty much. Yeah. I didn't even touch mm-hmm. Option 8. Quite the record. <laughs> Never even got to hear about Option 8. You don't want to know what Option 8 yeah, is about Donna's- the top of a wrestling podcast what our option eight is all right go ahead oh i don't want to know uh the body donna's get the win uh next segment we're in uh mr perfect with camp cornet uh obviously this is where cornet says lothario pull the switchblade on him again uh cornet is doing a money back guarantee for the main event the six-man tag uh saying if camp cornet does not win he will refund all the pay-per-view buys so, interesting stipulation. Not one I uh, think I've so heard before. So, and I will say, as soon as I heard this, I started thinking. I'm like, okay. Well, either someone gets a clean pin, or there's just a count out or DQ. But either way, Camp Cornette, they're probably going to win, I guess. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. 
Uh, so we got Mankind versus Henry Godwin. It was supposed to be Jake Roberts. Obviously, he's injured. Uh, Phineas wasn't at ringside with him. Hillbilly Jim was, but I uh, just found that interesting. Um, Mankind was mesmerized watching uh, Henry Godwin and Hillbilly Jim square dance in the middle of the ring. That was fucking special. Beautiful. <laughs> Loved it. Just it was, it was special. Um, they uh, Mankind exposes the concrete at ringside to do a couple moves there. Uh, a really cool reversal, I thought. Uh, Godwin went for the slot drop, and Mankind kind of just held onto the ropes and let him drop and just locked in the mandible claw. It was a pretty cool move. Uh, commentary still putting over the, the mandible claws, a strong finisher, so that's good. Um, <laughs> uh, next we get, uh, we get our superstar line promo. Um, it's Sonny with the guns on one side and it's Pillman with the body donners on the other side and Pillman's just being loud and brash and the body donners are doing the fake. I'm on the phone screaming at people and talking to you at the same, you know, very awkward looking, um, Pillman with the line on the night it's, saying that uh, the the body donners want to double team Sonny. <laughs> oh, good for Pillman. Yikes. Yeah, well, there you go. I will say it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind something of funny else. because it's not the, the movie that we're working with this week, but have you ever seen the Beverly Hillbillies movie? No. Maybe like mid-90s. Granny... Someone's talking on a cell phone. She's like, oh, she thinks she's talking to someone. Hey, we're in a car here. Were any of those phones plugged in? To that? Like everybody's like screaming at fans. It's like the body dimes are screaming. You know what I mean? Like that's, they weren't even plugged in. That's bullshit. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm guessing they You know weren't. what's funny? You got yeah, charged. There was a Stephen Price phone. No one actually talked to any wrestlers. Probably ever. Because yeah. option eight was their voicemail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty much what you got. That's pretty much hey, what you got. Earmuffs. Uh, Say anything you want. Fuck. Ear- Cock. Balls. Cock. <laughs> balls. Just using it as an example. Not having a celebration. So, did you ever know that uh, Mark Marrow was billed from Buffalo, New York? I did. Um, I okay. did only because when you're a you know, Rochester native, you kind of hear that and you're like, oh, that's kind of close to me. So you, I I do remember that. And I think it had to do with his Golden Gloves boxing era. I'm not sure. It may not be Golden Gloves. may have been silver. Could be bronze. It may have been a participation trophy. I'm not sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he was a boxer though. All right, whatever. Well, we'll sure. go with it. Austin Austin still has his old music at this point. He hasn't switched over to the new music yet. I did spot my first 316 sign. I'm glad you said that because I saw one on Raw. Yep. So that's that's a good thing. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, let's see. Only uh, seven so weeks during, later, uh... Bruce. You brought us down. <laughs> Yeah, not much to say. They're they're doing the whole Marlena and Sable thing. Yeah, didn't really go anywhere. Austin wins with a stunner. It was another one that it was kind of out of nowhere. It was just at a weird spot, and I mean they're putting the move over, but it was just it was an odd, abrupt ending. So I don't know. Uh, somebody I don't think we've seen since we've started doing this, or at least not since the very beginning, is uh, there's a ruckus in the audience. 
and it's fucking Bob Backlund. Can you describe He's still com- this campaigning ruckus? from last year. <laughs> I'm sorry, wrong movie. Yeah, that was, was. I'm sorry, that was just. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. What Breakfast Club? How would you just? Oh. He's like, really? I heard a ruckus. I was in my office. And I heard it. Could you describe this ruckus? Ah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Hey, man. Yeah, that was out of context. That was oh, that's well, a tough don't one. Don't mess with the bull. You get the horns. Oh God. Okay. Uh, don't don't blow your nut too early it's here. Come on. Take one of the jugs. Ah, we gotta announce that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like fake intro one, just to throw you okay, off guard. Yeah. I won't cut you off. All right. Gold dust versus taker. Uh, Goldust does the I'm going to delay the start of the match by like two minutes by just powdering and running around and fake pulling in Ernie, Ernie Ladd and all that shit. So that's great. Uh, the best part is that Taker is static in the middle of the ring, doesn't move one bit. And Goldust like does the inching and inching and inching like till he's like right in his face, does his little pose, and Taker just fucking blasts him in the throat. That sounded bad. Uh, he, punches him in the, <laughs> he punches him in the neck. He blasts her. Oh, Jesus. No, but I will say, hang on, I'll, I'll steer back home. If you were in a bar and someone you saw being like an antagonizing asshole just keeps getting in someone's face and the one guy just stands absolutely still, you're like, oh, oh someone's going to die. Like, is he... yeah. That's 100%. You're right. When Taker was just standing there, I'm like, When's he going to make his move? This is kind of cool. You're right. He was just very, he stood very stoic. Yeah, no, you're right. He definitely took one yeah. throat. Right stoic. The stoic. I like it. I, I wish I would have used that. Damn it. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, man. He looks glorious. <laughs> uh, the best part, listen, Taker hits a, a tombstone. About to get the pin, and then Mankind comes up through the ring, grabs him, hits the mandible claw, drags him under the ring. Mankind comes crawling out of the ring. The lights start to flicker. You hear the gong. Smoke pours out of the hole, and then the other side of the ring is Undertaker. I like that because that's yep. realistic. Like They're using it as a metaphor for being dragged down to hell, but it's a ring. He just crawled to the other side of the ring and came up through and scared the shit out of him and beat the crap out of him. So much so that they go to the back brawling. So... Uh, you could look at it as cheesy and overdone, but I think at that time, I think it was good. It worked. It made sense. I liked it. It was, it's building. I love the build that they're having right here with Undertaker in 96. I think I, uh, I remember his 97 run better because he had the Sid, <laughs> a, I'm sorry, he beat Sid. Sorry, my, my dog, motherfucker. But my, yeah, uh, no, he beat Sid at WrestleMania at uh, WrestleMania 13. 97 and has a great run as champion but i often forget about 96 he's building gold dust he's building mankind he's actually really doing a great job building other demented type characters and it's it's awesome i absolutely love this era uh more than i gave it credit for and because i i think i was probably paying attention to probably the Shawn michaels stuff or like you know him and uh, you know, who's he defend the title against? Is he going to lose? Because always a big world champion fan or things like that. But to see 
everything Undertaker's doing in this era, he probably, if you asked Dustin and Mick, they'd probably give you the, yeah, no, he, that entire run right there helped build who we were as characters. You need them to be possible threats or probable threats. Right now, Mankind's probably the biggest threat that Taker's had since coming in in 1990. Yep. Yeah. Nailed it. Always do. Nailed it. Well, I mean, as a continuation of that, and you're talking about your like the build and everything, well, we're hitting a real big building point because they do a SummerSlam promo, and right after that, they cut to the boiler room where Mankind and Taker are still fighting. And they even black it out at the end where you can still hear them, but you can't see anything. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I think we know where we're going with that. Um, after this, uh, this is one of the, some of the crowd involvement. Security behind commentary was having fun. Basically, everybody was like half over the guardrail, and security had to keep telling them to sit down. Lawler was even pointing to him because they got in his face. It was weird. Uh, so we get our recap before the match uh, about the six-man tag. Uh, they even touch on it was supposed to be Warrior, not Sid. Uh, let's see here. So here's uh, so that's our main event. HBK Ahmed Johnson, Psycho Sid versus Camp Cornette, which is, of course, Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Vader. Uh, HBK's entrance, fucking barricade falls over and, like, fans spill out into the fucking... It, it, Michael's handled it pretty I well. i say this right now. Like, all right. Back in, uh, it was probably 96, that, right, right around that time, right before that, right around my birthday, Shawn Michaels was coming out at the War Memorial in Rochester, and the same thing happened, where uh, an entire really? barricade, but it was only a house show. I mean, kids, girls, everybody, guys, everyone was just trying to touch hands with the champ walking through and the barricade fell over that night i watched i watched michaels try to help lift the barricade back up and then be like ah fuck it <laughs> like i can't do it but then when seeing it here i was like i actually saw one of those live so if you're actually from rochester and for some reason you saw that show please for some reason if you can't just message us tweet us because i remember that very vividly i was down on the other side of the barricade and I'm like, it's funny because, uh, I don't know, my barricade goes down, I probably would have ran to the ring. Just kidding. I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, but I, I got to tell you something, man. Long. WrestleMania 25, I go to that, that boy, <laughs> I kept making a joke all weekend. How much bail money you got, man? I'm jumping in the ring for WrestleMania. I'm just, I'm going to get on TV. Don't you worry. Come on, man. I've seen how the wrestlers and referees react and kick the shit out of you. You'd be dead. I wasn't doing it. I had that boy fucking worried all fucking night. He's like, oh, he's got to run down and go jump in the ring during the middle of his fucking Taker Michaels match. (laughs) (laughs) That boy. Uh, Were you surprised? Were you surprised by the pop that Sid got? Surprisingly, yes, because like the crowd was really excited that he was there. Yeah. Was, like even it was probably almost that. more than Michaels, but Michaels had the girls that were going nuts. But overall, loudest 
deep pop. No, that was all Sid, 100%. It was weird. Yeah, and it's not over either because uh, beginning of the match, Vader wants uh, Shawn Michaels to start, so that's how they start. Uh, Sid ends up coming in and clearing the ring and an even bigger pop than when he came out. It was amazing. Um, it's at this point then a fan does hit the ring, gets on the apron, and Bulldog was about Bulldog was about two steps away from murdering him. And here's the thing: Ahmed got into the ring quick and was there, and I think he saw Ahmed and he bounced. Um, but Bulldog looked like he was about to keep chasing him. Like he stopped himself. Like he had one foot off the apron and then he just pulled Bulldog back. Bulldog had that look on his face like, this is why I work out. This is the moment. Like <laughs> this may all be a theatrical kind of thing, but you're the motherfucker I'm going to kill. Like he, yeah, I did see that. That's, it's funny the things they keep on Peacock. Yeah. And I've been going back and forth and making sure, but yeah, the fact that that's still there, that's yeah. We'll have to see if the uh, ECW Pillman promo, where you you know, kayfabe beats up Highly the fan. Highly doubt it. as well, <laughs> but it's worth looking. Anyway, back to the match. Uh, yeah, so uh, they they keep teasing the hot tag for Michaels. Vader came in, and Sean wasn't at the tag yet. And you could see Vader waiting. It was very obvious. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, Cornette grabs a hold of Michael's boot when he's queuing up for the sweet chin music. Uh, Vader takes the advantage, squashes him in the corner, hits the Vader bomb, and wins clean. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, but Ahmed and Sid clear the ring after the match. I think Sid hit a power bomb on almost everybody. Uh, yeah, and that was about it. Uh, we did get your, your the in your house extra. It wasn't the in your house, but you know international incident extra. It's a gorilla monsoon with Doc Hendricks. He's hyping up SummerSlam and said there is one match made for SummerSlam, and that is Mankind versus Undertaker and it's in a be boiler, the room boiler room brawl. And if you want the T-shirt, it's only nineteen ninety nine, and you can get Shawn Michaels glasses for just five ninety nine on top of it. <laughs> Option eight. <laughs> option eight. Fucking option eight. <laughs> we'll have to work that in somehow. Uh, Cornette does. Cornette does come in at the end and says that Vader wants a shot at the title, thinks he's deserved it. So we'll see what happens on Raw, which we'll talk about next. Uh, July twenty second in Seattle, Washington, starts off. <laughs> starts off smoking guns. And versus Shawn Michaels and Ahmed for the tag titles. Um, they talk about it being quick. Shawn Michaels' birthday. This episode, sure? I had on VHS. Did you really? I remember this one that I recorded it uh, for whatever reason, and I think I had this sneaking suspicion that Michaels and Ahmed Johnson were singles champions. We're going to do the inevitable and win the tag titles. So I recorded the entire episode. Mm. You never know. I just remember having this one. never do now. Because there's a lot of fun moments in this entire episode. I was like, I remember all of this. Well, I was going (laughs) to say. So, yeah. So, Sonny has a birthday cake at ringside. They mention a couple other people whose birthday it is. Uh, It's it's a a large sheet cake. It just says happy birthday. You know whose birthday we got to say hello to is... Just yesterday, man. Happy belated birthday to you, Mr. ODM. 
coming oh. in hot at 54 well, years old, still looking good. Three. 50. 43, Dick. 43, oh. I was off by 11 years. All right. Did you say 54? What? <laughs> huh? All right, I see how it goes. All right, let's talk about Raw. Let's let's talk about this. Ahmed has a broken nose from uh, the previous night. Like I said, it is HBK's birthday. Uh, HBK comes to the ring, asks Sonny if the cake's for him. You know, she's you know acts all giggly about it. The guns end up jumping him, uh, and the bell doesn't even ring. And HBK hits sweet chin music on Billy Gunn, <laughs> puts him, knocks him out. Uh, HBK puts a little frosting on Sonny's nose. That and then is Vince not goes, a, well, that's wow, an omen of wow. things. That's an omen. on Sonny's nose. That's not the first or last time. Well, it's <laughs> funny because Vince says that's an omen of things to come. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> it really is. Lols. Uh, Ahmed smashes the entire cake into Sonny's face. Uh, HBK licks her LaFrosting off of her face twice. There's no match. Vince says they'll, they'll, well, the match will resume, but uh, that's not what happens. What happens is we get a debuting, a wrestler making their debut on WWF television. And God damn it, wouldn't you know, it's the fucking goon. Big things to come from this The guy. goon. Yeah, but you know, you're a hockey fan. I, 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 you like that I am. slap nuts or whatever it is. Slap nuts, exactly. You're exactly right. <laughs> I know it's slap shot, but... It's. I was more interested in why in looking at his uh, boots because they definitely did a good job of making them seem like skates, but it still seemed like it was very uncomfortable to work on, and you could see it in his movement. It was. A I bit was just much. staring at him and wondering if it was the plumber from last week, T.L. Hopper. It wasn't, but I was like, maybe they're just giving him a new gimmick each week. <laughs> that would be something. Uh, yeah, so Monsoon uh, Monsoon breaks in and says that that tag match that was supposed to happen is going to still happen, or they have to forfeit the titles. Uh, Stone Cold's on commentary. I think it's the first time he's wearing the vest, the black leather vest. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's the first time that I've noticed it. Uh, Austin's talking about opponents he'd like to face, uh, HBK, Ahmed Johnson, Bret Hart, but he's gone. Um, they get Jake on the phone talking about his injury, and Lawler just lays in the alcoholism jokes. Uh, we do get uh, Austin starting to show that disdain for McMahon. Uh, it happened a few weeks ago, but he goes, "Yeah, you know, Austin, Austin says he'll backhand Vince if he interrupts him again." <laughs> Just great to hear. Um, there is still cake and icing all over the mat outside the ring, and the goon goes out there and busts his ass like twice. I catch that! I love it. And to the point where Vince even mentions, "Oh, it's like he's ice skating." And there was what a pinfall a right after that. Thank what God. What a play on words. Yep. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, Bob Backlund is back in the crowd, still up to his hijinks. Uh, Freddie Joe Floyd versus Mankind. Um, yeah, going back had to a my hearing earlier with of jobbers. The fuck's Freddie Joe Floyd? Yeah. Nobody. I do remember him being on television, but he was mainly a jobber. That's what we need. Some jobbers. You know what he just did? He enhanced mankind tonight. How about that? Yeah. So uh, they cut back to Monsoon. There was a hearing earlier in the day with Clarence Mason. He's trying to get somebody in the WWF. Uh, they actually do bring up that Freddie Joe Floyd actually beat Bradshaw in a match, uh, in a dark match. 
which is interesting that they would give even him that, that win. I mean, not that Bradshaw was at the top of his game. At all, like mentioning that, you're right. That's to mention like an untelevised yeah, match. It was weird. They never did that, that I recall. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, it's a squash match. You know, uh, Pillman shows up, uh, mouths off a bunch. Uh, so it's uh, Barry Horowitz versus Gold Dust. I like this match because it was a solid, just like you talked about, man. This was a squash match. It was to put over the fact that Gold Dust is, while he's still the weird Gold Dust, he's pissed off and he's going to start beating people's asses. Uh, so it worked really well. Uh, Pillman is on commentary during the match and he teases the using, you know, he's going to use the seven words you can't say on TV. Um, let's see. Pillman, I, I rewound this. I mean, maybe I'll have to go back and, and listen to it again. But uh, Pillman, talking about Marlena and Sable, says he'd like to see Marlena and Sable go after each other's carpets. You didn't miss here, man. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Pillman was coming in swinging when he came in in 96. I don't give him enough credit. I don't remember a lot of it back in 96. I was paying attention to a lot of things. Apparently not his wording of Sable and Marlena. Yep. Uh, Pillman breaks a little bit of kayfabe. I know they're starting to lean towards doing this more. Uh, but he's talking about, he's like, you know, you know, with me around, I'll be putting money in your pocket. In Vince's yep. pocket. Yeah, so not something that they, you know, like I said, they kind of reference it here and there, but uh, they're starting to get there. So, all right, they go back to the guns and with, with Sunny backstage. She still has frosting in her hair. They cut up Romo. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, Vince is in the ring with Vader she and Cornette. It's basically uh, Cornette just cutting a promo on on the what's frosting that? In her hair. She put it. Yeah. <laughs> Too right soon. Then. Oh right. come on, man! Uh, I'm no, not the one no, that did a porno. No, she hey. Did. Yeah, we're okay. You know she's asking for volunteers. If you're interested. Volunteers to uh, get whatever she has. I'm good. You didn't hear that? You didn't see get that? Get the fuck out of here. She started an OnlyFans, and she's asking pe- guys or girls to join her. She's looking for people to, yeah. for You're going to be on OnlyFans, but, you know, I don't think anybody's going to be looking at you anyway. I don't know. I mean, we're going to be looking at her. <laughs> Might be my one chance people actually look at me. All right, what else happened? <laughs> Yeesh. All right. Well, we got the finale to this to this raw is uh smoking guns with Sonny against, you know, we, we get we get the rematch again. Uh it's a jump start. Match actually starts, bell rings. Um uh, Waller's talking about helping Sonny getting the icing out of her top. Um the, so every week there's the superstar line where they're like, you know, find out if and it, and this week's was weird. It was like, will SummerSlam be Taker's last match in WWF? I'm like, wow. But, but they definitely get you hyped up for that match because it's, I I think this one was seven, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But hey, the best part of this match, which is I thought the thing that you were talking about was, holy fucking shit, Ron Simmons shows up with the goddamn helmet. (laughs) With the helmet. Uh, Farouk Assad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Farouk Assad, and uh, Sonny's actually the manager. Uh, so it was cool to see him show up. Uh, obviously, we know him and Ahmed are going to have a history together moving forward. Uh, but that was cool. Unexpected. I completely forgot about that. We're not going to find uh, out until so next good week, to see. but I will 
tell you that you find out pretty much like that Saturday on Superstars. An initial kick when he comes running in and kicks Ahmed in the uh, ribs. I'm pretty sure it like ruptures a kidney or some shit or breaks a rib, whatever it was. That initial kick that he does to Ahmed fucks Ahmed up. So that's a little little extra for you. I think we may find out more next week, but it's also very just... That was a, a key moment because they're looking to start this major feud. Right. And he takes Ahmed out in the first shot. Yeesh. Yep, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. So. But yes, let's talk about... That's, right. how, that's how Raw goes off the air. What happened with Nitro? Nitro, uh, they go through a few things at the at the beginning. They're basically talking about, will uh, the Giant accept Hogan's challenge? Uh, opening match, Squire Dave Taylor versus Scott Norton. Taylor wins by DQ because he gets thrown over the top rope. They brawl after the match. All right, there we go. Uh, after that, we got our promo. They're at the VIP section. Mongo, Arn Anderson, Benoit, and the ladies. Uh, woman is uh, got her hands on Benoit's shoulders, so... That's starting to take place. Uh, Sorry, it was kind of one of the... (laughs) Arn Anderson says, Flair will be here tonight, and he'll be here right on cue. Uh, They're going to be taking on the horse... I'm sorry, the horsemen are going to be taking on Sting, Luger, and Macho tonight. Gene, at the end of the promo, says, Hand me a banana, won't you, Mongo? (laughs) Fucking mean Gene. Love him. Uh, after that, he we had Conan sub- versus BK Wall Street. He was your comic relief each week on Nitro, and no one. Oh really, yeah, I don't he know was great. if anybody really gave him that kind of credit, or you were just waiting for the next big thing to happen. But he was throwing zingers in each week, man. He was perfect. He was absolutely perfect. Uh, Conan versus VK Wall Street. The crowd's chanting IRS. I thought yep. that was hilarious. Uh, and Conan wins reversing a pin. Not, not much to see here. Uh, Sting, Luger, Macho get a promo. Uh, we get a new Glacier promo. No date yet, but we get the promo, and we actually get to see him. Uh, hope you all enjoy it, because that's about as good as it's going to get. I wish Just it's my guess. Glacier. <laughs> I just made him spit out his beer. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. Almost. Oh. Almost. Um, so next we have a eight man tag. It's Joe Gomez, Alex Wright, Jim Powers, and Renegade versus the Dungeon of Doom. Um, there's a couple things I want to talk about. First was the awkward baby face promo where they're all on the beach and they all had a turn to walk down the beach and take their shirt off. Okay. Uh, that's cool. I mean, you know, you gotta reach out to all demographics, I guess. So that's cool. Um, whatever demographic that was. So we've got task for, Okay. <laughs> 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 the Disco Inferno crowd. That's what Oh! <laughs> he hates on Disco, fuck disco again. Inferno. Yeah. We don't need a fuck the Bucks promo. So, we need a, or a bumper. We need a fuck <laughs> Disco Inferno. Or Inferno. He made like, ah, 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 ah. Fuck Inferno. Fuck Inferno. Ah, ah. We'll work on it. That was close. We'll workshop it. Uh, Dungeon of Doom consists of Taskmaster, Hugh Morris, Barbarian, and their newest member. I had I I made sure I wasn't on drugs when I was watching this. I I made sure I thought I was. Uh, it's the leprechaun. Yep, the leprechaun. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it was a fucking shame. It wasn't Hornswoggle. It was a goddamn shame. It was not Hornswoggle. It wasn't Hornswoggle. It was just like a shorter dude. Okay. uh, Outsiders are in the production trailer. Wait, hang on. They're telling the camera guys to pan the crown. Around this time? Like one, two, three, four, one of them? Well, that's, that's a good question. Certainly could be. Throwing it out there. I'm like, why else what did you go with that? that was. Whatever. Like the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody steals my pot of gold. <laughs> All right. <laughs> don't ever do that again. Why? <laughs> it was, that was my most Because you'll never top your Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Nobody steals my pot of gold. I'm, nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I was gonna go for. Th- they get escorted out. I don't want to strike out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Me and Gene's in with the giant uh, and Jimmy Hart. Uh, giant cuts the promo on Hogan. Accepts. Uh, listen, man. Mm-hmm. I-, I still think the Giant's promos are getting better. The voice is obviously over the top, but his promos are pretty good. He's saying what he needs to say, and he's not tripping over his words. Uh, I thought it was a very solid, solid for him being a. I wouldn't say green world champion, but kind of greenish. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of the yeah the main guy, and you're not tripping over your words. And I'm not to say something like a Roman Reigns, right? Who did you know? We heard him do it a lot, but but really, Giant just was concise to the point. They gave him a bullet point, said you're gonna these are the main things you got to say. Just thirty seconds, go, and he did a good job with it. And I like what they're doing. After each match, they keep doing a Mean Gene promo. I think that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if it'll stick. <laughs> so after that, we get uh, Diamond Dale's Page versus Prince Ayukea. It's a squash. Uh, next, a Chavo Guerrero promo. All right. It's our first time seeing Chavo. That's pretty cool. He's going to be facing Dean Malenko. Uh, we get a recap of the Benoit Sullivan feud. Uh, and then we get Chavo versus Malenko. Uh, it's uh, the transition to hour two. Uh, at the beginning, it's weird. They have audio, bad audio issues with Bischoff and Heenan. It was kind of annoying. Uh, but they're hyping up Hogwild because they're going to be at the Sturgis bike rally. Uh, if that's what they call it, I have no idea. Um, the people on the hard cam are really having a lot of fun that are sitting on the floor. They're basically putting each other in headlocks and, like, geeking out. It was kind of weird. You know, that one chubby kid who's green went from, like, his shirt went from green to like dark green from all the sweat you saw progressively change throughout the night. It's fucking hilarious. I don't think I paid attention uh, to that, but now I need to go back. I'm just going to watch it and yeah. fast forward and watch it just get gradually darker. <laughs> it's it's a Marvin the Martian shirt, so you won't miss it. You'll be able to easy, find, easily find it. It's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, Jimmy Hart shows up. He's still trying to recruit Malenko to the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, Malenko wins with the Cloverleaf. Uh, after that, we get Ice Train versus Mang. Love Mang. Ice Train, you know how we feel about it. Uh, Teddy Long's watching the match because he's kind of representing Ice Train at this time. And then we get a weird spot. It's Norton interfering, uh, taking out Mang. Uh, and at first, they kind of play it off like, oh, okay, they're cool. They're still cool. They're going to be a tag team. And it's no. Norton's saying, I don't want you to have any excuses because you're going to get a I beating like at Hogwarts. Love it. I was, so, I was yeah. like... That's cool. Now I want you fresh. If anybody's yep. going to take you out, it's me. It's not Ming. I I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I I didn't rem- I remember them being a team. I just thought they just were like, mm-hmm. all right, cool, man. Peace. 
I forgot they actually had a uh, an actual falling out. I'm looking forward to Hog Wild now. Hell yeah! All right, so uh, let's see here. Uh, well, it's hour two, so naturally we get another Glacier promo. That goes without saying. Uh, we get Eddie Guerrero versus Psychosis. It feels like with the cruiserweight division, we're not getting a lot of rotation. So this is just another match. Uh, wasn't as good as their first one. Uh, but then we get to our main event. It's Flair, Benoit, Mongo versus Luger, Sting, and Macho. Uh, but Flair's not there, so Arn Anderson is out back peeking in the limo. I, I don't get that. Like, he's peering through all the windows in the limo, and then he just decides he'll take Flair's place. Um, oh, this one's black. Man, there was... This one's this is, black. God damn it, this one's black, Tim. Yeah. God damn it, I can't see through here. All right, I'll wrestle. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Mongo uh, looks in rough shape, man. Uh, he has a few spots with Sting that just don't go well. And it's almost like Sting knew that he didn't know what he was doing. So he's like, I'm not letting you do this move. Like, you're, I'm not going to let you finish this move because you're going to hurt one of us. And it was just a lot of broken spots. It, it's We're really starting to see... How how he green was what, he is. Uh, uh, basically, he was your 1996 Kalisto, if you will. He, he had his own reel of botchania yeah. going on a consistent basis. Yep, yep. Uh, we get a little bit of a, a retribution here. Macho gets his briefcase of money back. So, all right, Macho's got his money. Um, <laughs> mean Jeans in with Sting, Luger, and Macho at the end of the match. Ladies. Mean Gene, ladies, don't throw your underwear in the ring, macho. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's going to be Luger and Sting versus the Outsiders at Hog Wild. Uh, macho gets a promo on Hogan, says he's going to jump Hogan during his entrance against the Giant. Uh, and then they just end the show. So I guess that limo that Arn was peering into doesn't matter. wasn't really and there's your show yeah it, it was it, it kind of fell flat at the end i felt but it was uh it was cool i i, I... raw tried to keep you for the beginning to the end because well we're gonna tease the tag match and oh you're not gonna get it until a little bit later on nitro at least they just have multiple matches um i don't know what would you say was probably your what would you say was a better show? Would you say Nitro still had a better show? I mean, to be honest with you, for me, I feel like they broke even this week. Yeah, yeah. With Nitro having two hours, it felt like they had. It felt like they had a lot more filler. You know, it was nice that they had the squash matches, the squash matches. You know, the short sure. ones kind of keep things moving. Uh, that certainly helped. Uh, but even the NWO stuff, there wasn't a lot, and they teased Flair, and nothing happened in the limo. Nothing happened. To be honest um, with you, the more I think about you know, this now. Raw was at least trying to push better storylines. They were doing multiple storylines, I feel like, a little better, um, especially with Goldust, Mankind, Taker. You still have, you know, the night before an international incident, the man who got the pin was Vader. So they have a lot going on. I actually almost think that Raw maybe had a better show overall because they compacted a good amount in the one hour as opposed to making a long stretch that Nitro did for the two hours. 
that makes sense. I yeah. Yeah, I, I can go with that. Uh, it, it's 50-50 to me. It, it, it's a coin flip. Uh, but I think you make a compelling case, and since I don't have one in the contrary, we give the win to Raw. Whoa, what just happened? I blacked out. All right, well, I appreciate everyone. We appreciate everyone listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast, as you do every Wednesday. We are back next week, and next week's top topic is going to be we're in my favorite time of year, man. We're in SummerSlam season, basically. And next week, our top topic is going to be the top 25 matches at SummerSlam. And in two weeks, is going to be the top 10 SummerSlam events of all time. So we have a couple of great top topics on the way for you. I do appreciate everyone listening to us here. We will definitely catch you next week. My name is The Professor. As always, I bid you a farewell. And as always, ODM is going to leave us with his movie quote of the week. Hey, Joe, this this is a safe place. A place where we can feel free sharing all of our feelings. Think of our podcast as a nest in a tree of trust and understanding. We can say anything we want here, especially in the form of Latino heat, Eddie Guerrero. How sad is this? I'm fucking Puerto Rican and I'm going to have a hard time with this. <laughs> anything? Well, I guess I, I deep down I'm feeling a little confused. I mean, suddenly... You get married, and you're supposed to be this entirely different guy. I don't feel different. I mean, take yesterday, for example. We were out at Olive Garden with Chavo for dinner, which was lovely, and I happen to look over at a certain point during the meal, and I see a waitress taking an order, and I found myself wondering what color her underpants might be, her panties. Uh, odds are they're probably basic white cotton underpants. But I do think maybe they're silk panties. Maybe it's a thong. <laughs> Maybe it's something really cool I don't even know about, you know? And uh, I started feeling, what? I I thought we were in the tree trust in the nest, were we not? The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. Right. Yo, want to hear a great story? Funny What's one. that? Last night, before I put on the Money in the Bank, Taylor and I are sitting there. We've had a, a chicken nugget or two. Had a drink or two. And I watched this guy at this campground. We're in Wisconsin. He gets out of his tent. No, he puts his tent up, right? He's just getting there. And he goes over to the fire pit. 
and sees that there's a plastic foam type coffee cup sitting in there and he just has this like weird pissed off look on his face and he like almost Vince McMahon like locks it over pissed off to another fire pit and throws it in it and but then like three to five minutes later he just gets in his car and takes off what the hell do you think I do I Put the cup back in there. I go outside, I grab it, put it back. We filmed this shit. Hillary filmed me going from one to the other. I like start walking slowly and then I gently and I go, uh, go. And I threw it in real quick and I dropped, I like ran inside. Dude, the look on this fucking dude's face, he literally by himself, (laughs) no one else with him, points and goes, what the fuck? Points down at this thing. I was cracking up, man. It was awesome. So that was yesterday, dude. (laughs) That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. I just came back and I'm like, you didn't think I was doing that shit, did you? Like, And then he came back and I had to get the video of him being pissed off. I'm like, you know that like, he's looking around for it. Today when he took off in the morning, I'm like, oh, I want to go do it again. I'm like, nah, once is enough. Once is enough. 